Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 18. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And it's a special episode for us um, because we've now managed... We've, this is te- we've technically completed two series, if you think about it, haven't we? Uh, well, we've not completed this episode yet, but we're <laughs> on the way to completing two series. Our first incarnation of uh, podcasts, we did nine episodes uh, from January 2018. 13 through to about November 2013 and then we stopped for uh, around four years and now we're back and we've done as many in the last sort of three months than we did in the first uh, first go of it. So does that mean that potentially we might go missing for for a few for a few years maybe after this one? We definitely aren't, we're still committed to it. <laughs> I hope not, I've bought a microphone and a stand and some new headphones <laughs> so uh, hopefully we're going to continue for a while. Hopefully you use them headphones more than the ones that you're wearing them now. Yes. Um, this episode is entitled The Ringing in Your Ears for the Next 40 Minutes but could be 50 minutes. 40 years more like like hopefully yeah exactly and the reason for that is because it is um tinnitus tinnitus week i'm gonna say it wrong again tinnitus week um which is about the sort of um, medical condition where you can sort of hear things ringing in your ears and so on so we hope to be if you have got tinnitus instead of hearing um other sounds it shouldn't hear maybe hearing us for the next 40 minutes is better or possibly worse Hopefully. Do you think tinnitus was sort of first crafted by someone who worked sort of in a telephone exchange or something like that, and he just had ringing in his ears all the time? <laughs> Possibly. Um, I think what we also need to do is a few mentions. We've got to mention, haven't we? Now, last week I gave Fisher a bit of homework, which he didn't have to do. Um, now, I'm wearing, and, and I was wearing last time, and I am this time as well, um, my superhero pyjama bottoms. It's becoming uh, the uniform for the podcast now, wearing these pyjama bottoms, and my lucky pyjama bottoms. Uh, when he says uniform, it's not a full-on staff uniform. Only he wears this. I'm <laughs> wearing a pair of jeans like any normal human being would. Okay. Although that said, this is your house and not mine, so... I can feel more relaxed if I want, that's fine. Uh, but we, Fisher didn't have to do this homework because, uh, actually, somebody did it for him. So, uh, thank you to at January, or Gen- January, I think I said that right. Uh, is she is... going to change her name when it gets to February to <laughs> February or something like that? Possibly, yeah. Um, thank you for doing Fisher's homework, though, and letting us know um, that the superhero in red with lightning bolts for ears on my pyjamas, which I didn't know who it was uh it's actually the flash it's the flash that's for anyone who didn't know that yeah, it's the flash you're flashed out of your pajamas <laughs> exactly um have you got a favorite superhero fisher um i i am a big fan of batman because i've seen some of the batman movies in particular i've seen the lego batman movie that is quite good um my do you know what my least favorite superhero is go on ant-man there was a film wasn't there ant-man recently yeah i think there was anyway What's the? What's he gonna do? What's his? What's his? What is his great talent? Well, he's gonna he's gonna form uh, a colony, right? Uh, he's going to. Are they gonna um, carry leaves along, right? It's gonna be pretty indestructible. He's gonna be on your back step, yeah, all throughout the summer. That you don't want a big ant on your back step all, for, all the way through the summer, do you? Well, he has split up with his wife, hasn't he? So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, as established in the last podcast. Um, anyway, and today because it's still technically January, uh, and Fisher's still technically trying to do dry January, although. He doesn't want to talk about it, but he's failed it again since the last episode. I can you believe this? I went out, had tea in a in a restaurant bar, and I drank one pint of lager while I was there. Unbelievable. So he's let himself down again, and everybody else listening, because he only apologised for this last time. Um, but anyway, instead of having beer to support Fisher with this last few hours of dry January, no doubt he'll, as soon as it is 12 o'clock he'll be on the beers, um, we're going to have a cup of tea instead. But this is a special cup of tea, which I'll tell you all about very shortly. And there's a reason why we're drinking tea today and not beer. Um, we'll come on to that very shortly. Um, but first, of course, we need to tell you what's coming up on the show.
coming up, we've got Apology of the Week. Uh, we've also got the joke we should have done last episode. Uh, we've got the In the News section, so what's been going on. And uh, we've got Jimbo doing the irregular feature this week. And are you going to give us some details, Jimbo? We have, yes. Yeah. So we've got the, the theme this week is uh, tinnitus. That's why we're calling it the ringing in your ears for the next 40 minutes or 50, depending on how long we go on today. Um, and yeah, uh, the irregular feature is joined on to that theme. So it's something to do with the theme of tinnitus. That's what we're going to be doing today. Um, but I think we might as well move on then at this point to the joke that we should have done last week. Now, every week or for the last three weeks, we've been doing this where we listen back to the podcast, don't we? And then we think, Damn it, there should have been a joke there. I could have done a joke there. Yep, that all derived from the slightly improvised feel we have to this podcast where we don't really plan it that much. We just speak to each other, we'll think of jokes as we're going on. But sometimes when we listen back, we think, actually, I should have said that. So here is what would have been a good joke to tell last week, but we need our sound clip just to remind you what we're talking about. What was it we were talking about in particular? Uh, We were talking about the Queen's uh, bra fitter who had lost her royal warrant because she'd written a book talking about fitting bras for the Queen. Here we go. It needs a sound clip from last time. Right, okay. Uh, Is it a bit of a a tell-all tale about the the upper regions of of the royal family? Um, It could well be. I haven't haven't read it. Including Uh, Prince Philip and Prince Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if she did underpants as well. Hopefully not. That's a terrible image, to be fair. So the joke I should have told last week then was, uh, yeah, they do actually uh, make undergarments for Prince Philip and Prince Charles. Well, they've got to have somewhere to put the crown jewels, haven't they? Hey! Okay then, uh, apology of the week. Uh, now you might have listened to last week's episode, and if you managed to listen right till the very, very end, which is an achievement in itself, and you deserve a reward, um, you will notice that we didn't really say goodbye very well. That is because, for some reason, in the edit, it chopped off our goodbyes. We're not hundred percent sure why. We didn't notice until it had gone online. Couldn't be bothered to sort it out, to be honest. So it's our apology from from that side of things. We could just say goodbye now, and it'll be done with. But we don't need to tune out accidentally, thinking this is the end of the podcast. So yep. we'll just say goodbye as much and as uh, in a better fashion than we did last week at the end of this podcast yeah out of all the things that could get chopped off from us the goodbyes are probably the best things to be fair <laughs> and we have got another apology to make uh, in the, the in our first little bit we're going to be talking about in terms of the news so stay stand by there is another apology coming up very shortly <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to be talking about here now is our news section. And first of all, it's the President's Club lunch or dinner, isn't it? Is that President's, right? President's dinner. The President's the, dinner. At the Dorchester Hotel. And in terms of apologising, what we would like to apologise for is the lack of um, female walk-on girls, or walk-on girls, I think it is, um, because each sport has started banning them, haven't they? Uh, darts have banned them. Uh, you can only hope that the... Women who do the walk-ons at darts aren't as attractive as the men who play darts. <laughs> Perhaps that's what they should do. It should be proportionally uh, aligned up. And whether you agree with this uh, ban of walk-on girls at the darts or not, it, it keeps the girls safer because darts are quite sharp. <laughs> if you walk in the wrong place, somebody takes their eye off the game, you could be in trouble. So it's at least made it safer for those people. Yeah. Um, there's been a bit of controversy about that, though, haven't there? I mean, and then apparently today F1 as well have, have done the same thing. They've banned the grid girls. Formula One. Uh, sensibly, though, the women, out of all the times to stand in the middle of a Formula One track, while the cars are still on the grid, is probably the best <laughs> time. So at least they've been sensible enough to do that while they're not moving. I mean, imagine what would happen if they just like, walked on partway through the race. 
And I think we, you know, we say we're apologising that they're not on our show. Unfortunately, it's, I mean, I don't think it'd be able to make good, good stuff. It's probably pointless for a podcast, if anything. It'll be alright for us, though, wouldn't it? They got nice voices, though. Yeah, you know, we could uh, and talk to them, of course. Um, but but what we're saying um, is maybe if there's anyone, if 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 there's because some some have been complaining that it's affected their careers and their income. Um, because they made money from it, and some people just did it for the love of the sports or for the love of, uh, you know, Formula One racing, whatever. So some people have been complaining about it, but if if you really like podcasting that much, then feel free to come along, say hello uh, as our walk-on ladies. That's absolutely fine. All men. Yep. Uh, <laughs> do, do you think many people, many sort of scantily clad girls who were walking out of the darts, they said to them, why are you doing this? I'm doing this because <laughs> I love darts. I know a lot of people who <laughs> like darts. Do, do many of them look like page three girls? Uh, well, 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 there's no reason why someone who looks I, I, like a page three girl can't like darts. I, I admit that a lot of people who like darts have got large breasts, but these are normally <laughs> men. Okay, fair enough. Um, now, but on to the sort of presidents, because some of this came from the, the whole president's dinner thing, didn't it? It did. It's a very strange charity. I think we might actually be able to do a phone call across to the organiser. Okay, are, are they calling us or are we calling them? It's, up, it's completely up to you. I think we can call them. We're going to call them, okay. Thank, yeah. thank you for the warning. We'll give them a call, okay. Hi, it's Fisher from the Waste of Web Space podcast. Uh, you're live on the Waste of Web Space podcast. Uh, just wondering if I could ask you a couple of questions about the President's lunch that you had at the Dorchester Hotel last week. I wonder if you've got any comments on it. We had the best lunch. It was a great night. Everyone was so happy. It was a great time. Any negative media reports are fake news. Okay, oh. there we go. So that's, that's the president, is it? Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> Donald Trump's lunch. Is it, is it just amazing, though? Out of all the people this seedy, disgusting lunch could be named after, it just happened to be named after the president. But obviously, <laughs> I am, we are joking there. It wasn't Donald Trump. Uh, well, it wasn't Donald Trump on the line. That was me doing an impression. I'm sure he'd have loved to have been there, though. I, I, I imagine he would very much have enjoyed to have been there. Um, but what is interesting about this event is that um, the president's... There doesn't actually seem to be any particular society other than just the president's lunch. It kind of gives the impression that a bloke decided to make up some kind of society and just make himself president of it. And what was also quite unusual is the fact that anyone who was there just happened to have left the event before anything <laughs> unusual happened. Yes, uh, I, so all these people who were named as being on the guest list, yes, I left because I found it inappropriate and decided to leave early. Uh, David Walliams said he presented the event because it raised a lot of money for charity. Uh, however, he left at 11.30 and didn't see anything inappropriate whatsoever. Uh, do you think he actually left the event or do you think he just went and put on a dress and asked people to grow him? <laughs> Possibly did that one, yeah. Um, and also, would you believe this, the family and children's minister <laughs> was a men-only event. And I like how, how it's been pointed out that um, the, the, the actual um, sort of political parties sort of said, we don't know what they were doing there. They probably shouldn't have been there, really. Yeah. Um, but but they said they left early as well, though, to be fair. Yeah, it's what's also quite fascinating is that... Probably past their bedtime, it being could, the it, children's minister and all that. It could well have been, yeah. Perhaps he was going back home to his wife and kids, who knows? <laughs> I I, although I don't think he was. Um, but what fascinates me is the fact that some journalists from the Financial Times went there knowing full well what had happened, because obviously they'd heard about it before. And yet people who were there, who said they'd been there before still went back, not knowing that this kind of thing happened. And I think it, it was all about the after party as well, wasn't it? Because apparently there was an after, after the main president's dinner thing or whatever it were, they, they sort of, there was an after party and that's where particularly there was, there was concerns about what had been going on there and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. I didn't read too much into the story, although I was aware that it was a black tie event. So, you know, that must have obviously been a, a great solace to the, um, to the 
hostesses who are working there because there's nothing worse than being <laughs> groped by someone who's not smartly dressed. Uh, what time did you get back, Fisher? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jim, but I thought it was just you that went on your own. Did you leave early with David Williams? Uh, well, uh, what can we say? We, we completely deplore such events, um, but it's not the only story in relation to sexism in the news, unfortunately, is it, this week? Um, yeah. Which includes Phil Neville, um, who has been appointed as the England women's team football coach, and it came out that he'd posted some tweets previously, uh, which were slightly misogynistic or slightly sexist. Uh, so there's been a bit of a scandal in relation to that, and he's deleted his Twitter accounts. Obviously, he's gone and replaced a manager who it was alleged and made racist comments. So I'm not sure whether Phil Neville is a better candidate, just on the basis that he's treating everyone equally. You know, hates them all, <laughs> as opposed to just the racist one who hated only a few players. It's a very, very difficult, thorny subject to uh, to tackle, I suppose. Although it possibly says quite a lot about the women's football game that people now actually care about who the England manager is, which was probably slightly different a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think I'd like to see a, an actual uh, woman have a go at it. Um, actually uh, being let's, let's stop being offensive. Let, <laughs> let, let, let her have a go at it. You know, no, you know what I mean. Uh, okay, yeah, you know what I mean. I, I didn't mean it like that. What I mean is, um, really, I think it should be a, w- a woman in that position. Women, women's football team, they should have the opportunity to coach at a high level, hmm? uh, such as the women's football team who do play at a high level. Why can't it be a woman managing... Uh, the team? Uh, I think there was... Uh, I did actually read a little bit about this and it said there were four candidates who were shortlisted and they said they would do thorough background checks at which point some of the candidates dropped out. Oh, right, which OK. Which doesn't really fill with much confidence, does it? And it wasn't very thorough, was it, if uh, Phil Neville slipped through the net um, after his uh, tweets then? I suppose they don't check Twitter, I suppose. Is I it? suppose they can only go a, a certain distance. Maybe they just checked his Facebook. Uh, it could well have been. Or perhaps they're that, perhaps they're that out of touch that just went back onto MySpace and saw what uh, he was doing when he was 16. <laughs> uh, and also in terms of sexism, David Copperfield. Right, OK. Or, is, is he illusionist? Uh, he is. He is. Uh, or as he should be called, David Copperfield. To feel, um, it, it has been alleged that he'd done some, had some inappropriate conduct towards uh, a woman who I think was a former member of staff of his. Uh, it's not the first time though that I've heard of David Copperfield doing uh, slightly untoward things towards women. I mean, I once saw him saw a woman in half and throw knives at a woman, uh, make her disappear, fold her up and put her in a cardboard box and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I think you should really calm down, David. Uh, so what else has been going on in Jimbo? Well, we uh, we had uh, Paul from S Club 7, didn't we? Selling his Brit Award. He sold his Brit Award. He sold it on eBay. And uh, we were thinking when we were discussing this, weren't we? Has he had to have permission from the other six in S Club 7? Yes. <laughs> uh, good maths there. Yeah. Uh, to get to actually go and sell this award. I don't know. I don't know how he's ended up in possession of it. Were they given six Brit, uh, well, seven Brit Awards, one each? Uh, but he sold it. He put it on eBay. Or he tried to sell it on eBay. And I think he attracted a bit of about £60,000. Wow, that's pretty um, good for an S Club 7 Brit Award. Uh, well, well, the, the person didn't actually pay the money, so oh, right, he's, okay. he's now to go and put it back on eBay and hope to <laughs> attract a, uh, another bidder for it. And we'll keep you updated on that, of course, as well. Uh, yeah, so, and oh. Oh, anything else? Uh, we've got Boris Johnson. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so it is transfer deadline day. Sorry to just butt in there before we start talking about Boris Johnson, Fisher, but it is transfer deadline day. We are going to keep you up to news with the latest transfers here on the WOWS podcast. Uh, as we record this, Transfer deadline day at the minute. There's transfer rumours uh, going spreading wild. And we've got one right now. We've got some news of a, a, a transfer, an incoming transfer before the deadline. What's happened is Jeff in Nottingham has actually managed to get a temporary tattoo put on just in time for the deadline. So he's got a nice transfer tattoo on his uh, left arm, apparently. I think it's a, uh, I think it's an England flag he's got from Nottingham. Uh, Jeff has got that transfer done. Congratulations. Um, Jeff's friends will be and family will be particularly uh, pleased with 
into him. That's your first bit of transfer deadline breaking news. Back to Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, of course. Uh, unfortunately, Theresa May's attempted transfer of Boris Johnson to transfer him to any other country in the world, anywhere, has uh, failed to go through. <laughs> but uh, what interested me about Boris Johnson this week was that the mummified remains of um, a woman in uh, were found in his garden. They weren't found in his garden. Oh, right, okay. Because <laughs> that, that sound more. That would sound like a, a normal headline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mummified what? remains found in Boris Johnson's back garden. <laughs> what's going on here? I, 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 I can't remember. This is, is, is this. Who, what's what's happening here? <laughs> um, but the mummified remains of someone that have been in Switzerland apparently for quite a long time it, trans- it, it turns out that this person is the great 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 grandmother of Boris Johnson ah was he uh, I, I think I read that it was sort of like forensic teams and all sorts of DNA stuff that they'd looked into it to find out exactly how you know how he, he links back to or this lady links back to Boris Johnson and apparently it's because they found the remains of a zip line sort of harness <laughs> on the on the mummified is that right do you think it was just a flash of blonde hair on the top of it that was spiked all over. <laughs> um, but all we can hope is that this mummified remains actually has a greater grasp of what's happening in modern Britain than Boris Johnson does. Uh, but he's also been in the news for another thing. Okay. Uh, obviously, we don't like to mention Brexit particularly, but um, I can't remember that Boris Johnson campaigned to leave the European Union uh, and to control migration and various other things. And he doesn't want to sort of waste money and would rather give that to the NHS. Do you know what he suggested? Building a bridge to France. All right, okay. <laughs> well, well, that makes sense then, yeah. yeah. Let's spend a load of money. Let's kind of make, give more options for people coming into the country by building a bridge across to the French. But going back to the transfer news, that's a lot easier way to transfer him to another country. Yeah. If we just keep building bridges, eventually we might be able to get rid of him. Yeah, but we have actually got a tunnel that kind of goes to France already, so do we really need a bridge? Yeah, maybe somebody should tell him. Yeah. Um, and also, off the back of that, do you know what the DUP suggested? Oh, go on. Um... A bridge to America. Uh, um, <laughs> give him a bit of A credit. bridge to the moon. Uh, a bridge from Northern Ireland to Scotland. Okay, fair enough. Um, and which apparently could cost about £20 billion to build. Right, um, okay, that sounds like a good uh, sensible spend of money, doesn't it, I suppose? Uh, yeah, do you think, well, that said, they've got Theresa May held over a bit of a barrel anyway, so yeah, they might end up actually building it. So, well, so, bridge from England, Northern Ireland to Wales. Let, let, let's just get Wales a bridge as well somewhere. It doesn't matter where it's going, even if it's going from Wales to Wales. We don't want them to be left out and not have we'll a We'll not bridge. need hovercrafts and ferries and planes anymore because we can just take a walk over the bridge. Yeah, and, and it can fit so many different cliches. You know, you can talk about building bridges, burning bridges, <laughs> anything like that. It's not a problem. But uh, to, uh, on the subject of Tory MPs as well, uh, there was an interesting story about the Defence Secretary, um, Gavin Williamson, is that his name? The Defence okay. Secretary uh, replaced Mal- Michael Fallon not too long ago. And the story about him was that he had, well, it made a very bizarre um, assertion that Russian hackers uh, could effectively cause a, a large loss of life in the UK because they hack into, say, hospital systems and that sort of takes down our infrastructure and causes people to um, to you know, die or whatever because they're not getting the care they need, um, which... I'm not sure that's kind of the strongest threat that we're facing at the moment, in all honesty, but you never know. Um, but shortly after that, there was also a story floating around in the uh, Daily Mail, I think, saying that he had sort of saved his marriage and he'd stepped away from his career. Um, although, when it transpired, when he read the story, the reason he'd stepped away from his career is because he'd been having an affair with a fellow employee. Right, okay. Uh, when, when he worked at a fireplace company. Um, and it, it was kind of made out that he had manfully done the right thing by his family. But he can't help think that he sort of did the wrong thing by his family first by actually having the affair in the first place. <laughs> and I suppose it's, there were a few mentions of his uh, former co-employee at the fireplace company. I'm not really sure exactly how you'd refer to her now, but I can only think that she was probably just called an old flame. 
Well, uh, well, there you go. As a, a, a fireplace joke for you there. Uh, but really, let's move on onto the burning issue. And uh, we're talking here about the doomsday clock. Okay, so you know the doomsday clock. It's like a fictional clock that tries to predict the end of the world or the apocalypse or something like yeah. that. Is that right? It's sort of a fictional sort of thing, but they keep sort of moving this imaginary clock thing closer to 12. The closer to 12 it gets, the more likely the world is to end. Well, it was moved um, in the last week or so uh, to two minutes to midnight, and that is the closest it's been since 1953 when the US tested a hydrogen bomb. Um, So I'm guessing this has got something to do with Donald Trump being uh, in power and also having some uh, great conversations with Kim Jong-un about various things, including war and bombs and what have you. That might be one of the reasons. Um, But it goes back. um, I was looking at what what was the sort of... um, clock you know in terms of less likely for the world to end in recent sort of times and actually um it was 17 minutes to 12 in 1991 so in 1991 people weren't as worried about the end of the world as they are now with 17 minutes to go which is quite a lot compared to what it's been very recently in recent years so 17 minutes it's quite, and I was looking at what kind of things happened um, in 1991 that made people like I don't know feel a little bit more relaxed about the whole thing. Um, the first Starbucks opened their store. In 1991. In 1991. So have they only been around since 1991? Yeah, the first Starbucks, and uh, whether that's because um, I mean I don't, whether the coffee's been around longer, I don't know. But the first store opened in 1991, and whether that's maybe people more relaxed because they were drinking more coffee in 1991, maybe had the, too much coffee. They were more alert to the problems that might be coming out because they were so high on caffeine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then you think that could have escalated it and made the Doomsday Clock closer to 12. If anything, yeah. Uh, other things happened. Uh, maybe this is why the Doomsday clock has only gone closer and closer to 12 since 1991 uh, the internet was born oh, in 1991 the first website info.cern.ch <laughs> info.cern.ch well cern is uh, the thing in switzerland isn't it where they have the hadron collider is that right i'm not sure i think so yeah. although i don't really see what that's got to do with the internet in all honesty. <laughs> so maybe since the internet's been about it's just scared people and it's got closer and closer to 12 people be worried about the end of the world because of the internet uh, people talk more as well online don't they and the communications are better so maybe more people are talking about the end of the world hmm. possibly I, I, how do you think donald trump communicated with people sort of pre-1990s of them he just had to turn up in Home Alone films. Oh, yes, uh, yes, sir. He had to just do things like that, pretty much. Yeah. Must have just shouted at people through a megaphone as to sort of slightly <laughs> offensive or, things. Or wrote things down in 140 characters. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll meet you for Covefe yeah. um, at this time. Let's go to Starbucks, where one's just just opened. Yeah. But he, he, but yeah, he, he could get he couldn't get his opinion out back then, couldn't he? Until the internet came round. Now everybody knows him. And anyway, um, the what else? Was Super Nintendo was released, so you could uh, maybe in 1991 people just were too busy playing games to worry about the end of the world, too worried about uh, collecting sort of whatever Super Mario collected and jumping on mushrooms and don't, various don't, things. Don't worry if a big tidal wave threatens to end the world. Mario and Luigi here, they they can mop it all up. Their plumbers are skilled. I was going to make a joke about um, Donkey Kong climbing up the side of uh, the Empire State Building. That was King Kong, wasn't it? So that makes no sense whatsoever. There we go. Uh, and finally as well, uh, Queen lead singer Freddie Mercury died from pneumonia um, in, in 1991 as well. Was it pneumonia that killed him? Well, it was it was it was brought on by AIDS. Right, uh, okay. Pneumonia brought on by AIDS. But yeah, maybe again. Um, I'm not. Uh, would that some reason make people not as worried about the end of the world? Maybe too worried about Freddie Mercury and too sad about Freddie Mercury that they weren't worried about the end of the world back then. Possibly that's the reason. Um, I don't know. Well, the show must go on. The show must go on, and the uh, show. Was that a Queen song? <laughs> the, sh- the show will go on. <laughs> 
Okay, so it's time for our theme then, and today's theme is uh, tinnitus. Tinnitus. Tinnitus, which is a it's tinnitus week, which is why we've chosen tinnitus. We've not just chosen it randomly. Um, we chose it because it is tinnitus week, and we thought we'd talk a little bit about tinnitus week. So, do you know much about tinnitus before we get started? Uh, I know very little about tinnitus. I know tinnitus week lasts over seven days. Uh, tinnitus is about having a ringing sound in your ears, and it's not just for seven days. Uh, no, yeah, the week lasts for seven days, but the whole <laughs> problem with tinnitus lasts um, quite a long time. I believe it affects your sleep as well, and uh, can cause um, a, a lot of problems for, for people who suffer from it. It can, yes, and uh, so it's, it's basically described as a ringing in your ears. That's sort of the, the phrase can comes from. It's like somebody who gets like a um, a condition where they think they can hear something that they can't. It's about hearing the internal noises in your body. Um, I don't know whether it's ever, and, and you don't have to have it. It's not something that can be long term. It can come around for a couple of days, weeks, and some people unfortunately have it for quite a long time. Did a lot of the hostesses at the president's dinner think they've got it, but just turned out it was the wolf whistles and they're coming from some <laughs> Possibly, of the men there. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, so it could be it could be any form. I mean, it doesn't have to be whistling. It could be humming. It could be grinding, hissing. Um, I know some people, and I, I think I've had this a, f- a few times before. And it might be like after a, a quite a busy day. I kind of when I go to sleep, I can I, I kind of feel like I can hear aeroplanes. You know, like the distant sound of aeroplanes. I don't know if anyone else listening has this. When I'm trying to go to sleep, I, I sometimes say to my wife, "Can can you hear aeroplanes?" And uh, quite often she says, well, we are going on holiday. We're on a plane <laughs> right now. But you know what I mean? Do you ever have that kind of thing? Or is your is your bedtime completely silent? You don't hear anything at all? Uh, I've never really thought about it. I, I tend to be quite <laughs> a light sleeper anyway. Um, but I don't know if that's caused by... I don't think it's caused by any sort of hearing-related issues. So, I mean, and there are sort of treatments you can have. You can have things like... Sometimes it can be, you know, because you're not getting enough sleep and all them kind of things. Sometimes it can be uh, because you've got, like, wax uh, ear build-ups and stuff like that. You can basically try and uh, wax your ears. You know, you can get sort of treatments to get rid of that, and that can sometimes take it away as well and get rid of the, the uh, tinnitus effects and so on. You'd have thought the wax would create quite a, a barrier against <laughs> the ringing in your ears. Yeah, well, I think what it does, it makes you hear more of the internal sounds of your body if you know what I mean Hmm. Uh, but they are having and they do this each year and I think last year it was in June and they brought it back to January this year which makes sense actually thinking about dry January and thinking about how cold it is in January compared to June Uh, they've brought uh, they do a little thing called you know like sort of Macmillan have a coffee morning well uh, tinnitus they have a tea uh, tea for tinnitus week so I went out this week, and because I knew Fisher was doing dry January, I decided to buy um, some some tea to drink today and uh, to celebrate tea for tinnitus week and raise awareness of tinnitus and all them kind of things. So uh, I went to York, and I was on the Shambles in York. You've been down there before? Uh, it's probably worth pointing out that you're actually in York anyway, as opposed to specifically <laughs> going there just to get some tea for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I was in York anyway. Have you been on the Shambles before? Uh, I've been on the Shambles before, yes. Yeah. Terrible customer, <laughs> terrible customer service. Yeah, I was going to say that's not a drink, is it? Yeah. It was a shambles. It was a shambles. Yeah. No, no, I'm joking. It was great. Uh, we actually, I went into a shop, the Hebden Tea Company or Hebden Tea Shop. Why? Why is that in York and not Hebden Bridge? Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they've got different branches everywhere. Yeah. But I thought I'd try and find a localish sort of tea. So what I brought for us today, and this is a bit of a story for you. I went into the shop and I was looking around and for some tea, and it, obviously it was you know floor to ceiling in tea. I just didn't know where to start. I found a little uh, box on the front that said loose tea samples. And I thought, well, that's all right. Um, you know, just just random tea samples. I don't want a big set of tea bags because, to be honest, I like my, my Tetley tea and my Yorkshire tea and that's about it. I, I don't really know my tea very well. But I thought, oh, I'm going to get some for this podcast and have a little bit of a sample. Um, so I got some um, and he was talking me through it a little bit. And then I looked at it and he says, uh, and, I, and I realised that the tea is loose. So it's not, it's not like tea bag tea. That's what I'm used to. So I asked him, and I shouldn't have asked this in the tea shop. I know I shouldn't have now. I, I realised that after. Do you have any in tea bags is what I said to him. <laughs> Everyone in the shop 
who were obviously tea experts, apart from me, turned around and gave me a right look. Yeah. They really did. Um, <laughs> they would they would have had steam coming out of their ears. <laughs> and that's not just because the kettle was on behind them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a very good thing to say when you're in yeah. there. So, among the experts. I wasn't right. But what I've picked up is orange cookies. I think it must be left over from Christmas. Orange cookies, black tea. Uh, black tea combined with the taste of Christmas cookies and oranges. I think it might be left over yeah. from Christmas. <laughs> um, so I tried to make it for us, didn't I, Fisher? Uh, you did. Um, all I can say is, obviously, there's not any in tea bags. Uh, and because it's loose tea, I can only assume that you meant to make it in a teapot. Uh, what Jimbo did was he basically put a teaspoonful of this loose tea and then poured some hot water on it. And it has now produced something to me that looks like uh, the... It looks it, like Chinese soup, doesn't it? Well, your wife has, has very... You know, like a lot of houses, they've got some nice potpourri in a bowl in your kitchen. And it looks like you've taken oh. some stuff out of there and poured some hot water on it. Uh, I have not actually tasted this yet, but I'm going to taste it now. And do we think this can be any worse than the Budweiser Prohibition <laughs> alcoholic beer that we have? I don't think it's worse. I think it's just how I've made it. It's not particularly ideal because you could use the pop filter that you bought for your microphone as like a as like a sieve. Like we didn't think we'd be looking around the kitchen for a sieve, and we've got some obvious ones right here in front of us. We've got a pop filter. Pop filter that would have worked perfectly. It cost me twelve ninety nine from Matthews. <laughs> we can pour in some tea through it. So how is That's... how is the orange? Uh, Orange Cookies Black Tea from the Hebden Bridge Tea Company. Uh, to be honest, it is not as bad as I thought it was going to be, which is not really much of a compliment because I wasn't expecting it to be that good. <laughs> but it's not too bad. I wouldn't ever drink it again, really. But I wouldn't. I would put it probably on a par with the Budweiser Prohibition non-alcoholic beer we've got. It's not, but it's not good. Uh, we should also actually mention at this point that Timothy Taylor's landlord. Okay. Um, Timothy Taylor's landlord, Tinnitus Tea. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, it's Timothy Taylor's <laughs> landlord uh, that we had last week. Uh, they gave us a like, didn't they? Was that so, last week? Uh, was it last week? I can't remember. I think so. Oh, um, they're fair enough. Well, I we didn't, didn't get have... one from Sam Smith, so Tim Taylor. That's great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any because I was on dry January, and you didn't even make me a drink. Yeah. So you had the entire bottle to yourself. <laughs> Um, I think they gave us a like on Twitter, which is very good of them. So we'll be drinking them again. We'll be coming for the bolt cutter next, whatever it's called. Um, so I'm not sure if you want to carry on with more info- information about tinnitus. Well, we're going to move on to the regular, irregular feature now. So, welcome to the regular, irregular feature, and this week it's me doing this, and because uh, it is tea for tinnitus week, and we've, uh, we're tucking into our orange black tea cookie thing, um, we're, we're sort of enjoying it, but we're having to sort of fil- <laughs> filter out the bitch using his own teeth. Um, we should have got like a spit bucket or something, shouldn't we? Never mind, I've learnt something, how to make uh, t- loose tea. Uh, I'll know next time I need a sieve for it, and I can't just pour it into a cup. Um, get a teapot. I know. I, well, and if you've not got a teacup to keep it warm, stick a woolly hat on it. Who has teapots nowadays? Anyway, so um, this is called t- uh, this is called this. Our game is called tinnitus or tetanus. Okay, <laughs> so it's a little bit random um, because I think I, I do know that some people can might get confused with the terms tinnitus and tetanus. They are two different things. Uh, a tetanus is something that, or, or the tetanus virus is something that you can get as a result of um, basically cutting yourself on something. Yeah. Old, rusty, yeah. something that's like, you know, it's earth-focused, isn't it? So it could be like things from dogs or mm. uh, cats, if you get scratches or bites from animals or yeah. anything like that, really. Yeah. And, and cut, you... cut yourself on a rusty nail. 
Yeah, those kind of things. So this game is called Tinnitus or Tetanus. Now, all Fisher has to do is I've got 10 celebrities here. Fisher's got to work out from our 10 celebrities which celebrities have got tinnitus. I've got to be careful when saying this. And which celebrities have not got tetanus, because that would be quite difficult to find, but have maybe uh, been involved in sort of animal attack where they may have had to have a tetanus jab as a result of it, okay? And there are different sound effects, of course, to help us with this as well, to tell Fisher whether he's got it right or wrong. Um, so, are we ready, Fisher? Yeah, can we do sound effects to answer? So if it's someone who I think might have at some point required a tetanus shot, we'll just have a thing going, ah, oh my, <laughs> oh, that hurts! I'll leave that up to you, but probably not. It might be a lot of effort. Okay. Right. Okay, so, are you ready for your first one? Yep. Okay, so your first celebrity then, Titinus or Tetanus, is Chris Martin from Coldplay. Right, well, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Um, I am quite a big fan of Coldplay, but not necessarily a big fan of Chris Martin. I sort of seem to have gone off him a bit more than um, than I used to be a fan of his. Um, I think, Chris, I believe Chris Martin is either a vegetarian or a vegan, or possibly both, because I think if you're, a veg- if you're a vegan, then you're a vegetarian as well, aren't you? So I don't think that an animal or anything would bite him. However, I would suspect playing piano, guitar, being a musician, wearing headphones quite a lot of the time, means it is possibly prone to having tinnitus. Is that your final answer? I'm going to go for tinnitus. Here we go. Is the answer tinnitus? Yes, it is. That's supposed to be a sound that you might hear. <laughs> okay. I don't think it is. If you've got <laughs> tinnitus, probably not, but I had to choose a sound and I chose that sound. If Never you've, mind. If you've got tinnitus, then you're prone to hearing someone bashing a saucepan with a drumstick. Oh, minute. We've got some news. So, it's the transfer news, and we're just letting you know that Chelsea have announced the signing of a prominent attacker who's strong on the offensive, particularly strong on the right wing, uh, so Donald Trump will be signing for them shortly. Excellent. That's your latest transfer deadline news. Sorry about that. We are trying to keep you updated with transfer deadline day, so we don't want to miss uh, any important deals or anything that's taking place. So there you go. We're, we're trying to keep you updated as much as we can, even though this will be um, listened to after the deadline's actually shut, so you'll all know about it anyway. But there you go. There's one from Fisher. Uh, so on to our next slide, but you've got one out of one so far. Chris Martin, yes, he does suffer with tinnitus. Uh, he spoke about developing this over years of playing loud music with Coldplay. Apparently he's been to the doctors about it, and they just said, we'll try to fix you. But anyway, <laughs> on to number two then. Next, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, if I get this right, are you going to say, Whoopi? No, you're not here. No, no. no. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, obviously she famously married Peter Cushing. Um, no, sorry, that's not right, <laughs> is it? Um, uh, I, I, I don't see why she would have tinnitus. Um, but then at the same time, I don't really see any reason well, why anybody can get it. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, she's not in a band or anything like that. I mean, I know she's done things in terms of music and acting. So I'm going to say that she's probably tetanus. Okay, so should we find out? Tinnitus or tetanus? She's got tinnitus. Yeah, she has. So, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I said tet- Well, I'm. Are these saying whether I'm right or not? Are these just revealing? No, no. The this, this is this is revealing the actual right. uh, what she's got. We've got right. a different noise for if she's got if she's if she's uh, been suffered by it with an animal bite or something. Right. Okay. Like that, okay. Uh, so Whoopi Goldberg. Then yes, she does have tinnitus. She wears hearing aids in both ears. Struggles with hearing loss as well. After appearing in the film Sister Act, they did a quick hearing test with her and said Whoopi. Uh, who, to many of these sounds, so they give her this sort of a sound sort of test and said, Whoopi, listen to these sounds and can you tell us if you can hear any? So she listened to the sounds and said, uh, can you hear anything? She went, no, I can't hear none. <laughs> see what we did there? I see what we did there. Okay, so that's uh, one out of two so far. Yep. So he's, your number, he's number three. Uh, so Gordon Ramsay. 
Gordon Titanus Ramsay. or tetanus? I keep saying it wrong, don't I? Yeah. Uh, Tintinitis, obviously, he is allergic <laughs> to Tintin, the famous Belgian uh, cartoon character. Uh, I think Gordon Ramsay, he is obviously well-known as a chef, uh, swears a lot. Uh, used to be a professional footballer, by the way, for, for Rangers, but injured his knee and uh, started becoming a chef. Um, I think that Gordon Ramsay has probably done TV programmes where he's kind of gone out and caught his own food or done things on farms, and I wouldn't be surprised if an animal bit him. And I, I suspect the animal would really enjoy it as well. So I'm going to say he's got tetanus, or as, uh, as a tetanus-related thing. Shall we find out? Yep. <laughs> you are correct, yes. Uh, he was, actually, uh, and you were right while he was filming a TV show. Uh, he was catching puffins to cook and eat, and he was bitten on the nose by a puffin. Uh, can you guess which TV show he was filming for and which swear word he used after the attack? Uh, was it Gordon Ramsay's The F Word? And after he... Uh, can, can, can I say the word I'm about to say? It begins with F. <laughs> well, you've just said it in one. You could just say it was the F Word and you've got uh, both answers right there. Uh, yes, the F Word yeah. for both, yeah. So there you go, yeah. Uh, later, um, just, just to let you know um, um, that no Gordon Ramsay's were harmed. Uh, I think he was fine in the end. after have a few stitches. But he later ripped out the puffin's heart and ate it raw, much to the disgust of a lot of viewers. So the puffin didn't do too well out of it, unfortunately. I think it upset quite a lot of people, that, that particular episode of that TV show. Um, <laughs> Um, and nobody was upset that he was bit, bitten on the, on the lips. <laughs> Everyone's just more disappointed about the puffin. And we're talking here about um, we're talking about actual an actual real bird, the puffin. Not we're not talking about the sort of as version of the penguins of yeah. the penguins. It was actually a legal case. Yeah, they actually uh, <laughs> McVitie's who made penguins took Asda to court for intimidating their brand. Um, but did you say that the puffin bit him on the lips? Uh, yeah, on the lips, on the he nose. Try, was he trying to like kiss that. a puffin? Possibly, Is that what happened? Possibly. I think it was the lips or the nose. I'm not 100% sure. He got, he got bit in that sort of uh, region anyway. There's, there's worse regions to be bitten in, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and I'm sure um, Gordon Ramsay would, would eat any of those as well. So anyway, well, let's go on to the next bit. Uh, Shakira. Um, Shakira. So... Whenever and wherever did Shakira either get bitten or <laughs> suffer with tinnitus? I'd suspect again. You've got some good Shakira song knowledge there. Um, that is pretty much the only Shakira song that I do actually know. Although she sang um, Laundry Service, is that one of her songs as well? I'm not sure. Und- underneath Your Clothes? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think that again, a pop star, Shakira, but then she is, she lives in, she's from Colombia, isn't she? So perhaps that she was maybe in a rainforest or out, you know, in unusual. Climate and terrain in Colombia, and may have had a tetanus right incident, so I'm gonna say tetanus. Okay, let's find out. Yes, well done. So how many have you got right so yeah, far? I think it's three out of four. Three out of four, well done. So yeah, Shakira uh, was apparently nearly bitten by a seal and we're not talking um, <laughs> about the Kiss by a Rose singer. We're talking about um, w- the actual seal, a seal actually. Uh, but she escaped with minor grazers. She tried to deny it, but the grazers on her waist were spotted at a concert and well, the hips don't lie, do they? So <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, hold on, we've got some more breaking transfer news. Uh, this news just in that Haley from Coronation Street has bought two animal fur lined panes of glass. That's the tranny fur window news. <laughs> and also, just something else coming in as well. Michael um, in West Brom, uh, he has apparently managed to today finally get the upstairs uh, window, uh, which is his uh, one of his bathroom windows, you know, the ones that have got the sort of, um, what do you call Frosted it? Glass. Frosted glass. He's managed to swap it with his downstairs one. So he's managed to get that uh, window successfully transferred today, just before the deadline. Uh, well done, um, Michael, I think I said in time, West uh, Brom. Uh, yeah, I don't think it really matters, but yeah. 
Okay, so we said you got three out of four, did we? Uh, we did, yeah. Yeah, so on to our next one. This is the fifth celebrity, Tinnitus or Tetanus, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Well, what can I say about Gerard Butler? Um, nothing. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Who's Gerard Butler? Do you not know him all? Oh, he's the, he's the actor. He's in films such as PSI Love You. He's in, uh, I think he's in a film called uh, 300 and he plays like, is it Spartacus character or something like that? He does, he plays, so in PSI Love You, he's in The Bounty Hunter, I think. No, Lots he, of different films. He, he's not Spartacus. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Um, PSI Love You, obviously <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a spin-off from uh, PSI Miami, PSI New York, PSI Cyber. <laughs> Um, Have you got PPPSI? Oh, that's PPSI. <laughs> Getting mixed um, up there. So, is, uh, is, has he ever has he ever played the role of a butler? That's what I want to know. He will be perfect for it. He, you know, he used to be. He's a trained lawyer. Is he? he well, is, yeah. well, I say is he. I don't know who he is. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we tell me anything about him? I'd say is he. Um, I don't really see why he would particularly be prone to either of them, particularly as I don't know him. Um, but I do wonder if maybe as part of acting and one of his roles has maybe taken him out somewhere and he's been bitten or injured himself, so I'm going to say tetanus. Oh. You are correct. Another one right. Is that four out of five? Uh, no, that? no, it's a tetanus though. Oh, did you say tetanus? Tetanus. Never mind. Yeah, so yeah. you got it wrong. Yeah, he has got tetanus, so you've got four out of, three out of five now. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, he's got tetanus. He claims to have had surgery to try and re- reduce the effects of it. So he's had ear surgery to try and reduce <laughs> the effects of it. Well, he's taking um, his ears off. In, in the film 300, he famously shouts, this is, or I am not seeing it myself, he either shouts, this is, or I am Sparta, very, very loud, which might be because, obviously, maybe he didn't mean to shout it loud. Maybe it was supposed to be spoken um, word in that film but he actually shouted it because he couldn't adjust his volume very well maybe I don't know no idea on to the next one then uh, number six Paul Daniels Paul Daniels um, what can you say about Paul Daniels um, I, I could do those David Copperfield jokes again maybe who knows um, I don't particularly see why he would have tinnitus but at the same time did he ever use animals and stuff in any of his work because uh, he did certain bits obviously it's, some of his work is quite dangerous does things with sharp objects knives animals so I'm going to say tetanus okay let's find out the answer <laughs> Yes, Paul Daniels, uh, he was, you were right, he, he did have a bit of an incident with one of his acts who was bitten by a stage rabbit and had to receive treatment. Debbie McGee was in pieces after the incident, although apparently this was a one of after a, a different magic trick that Paul Daniels, uh, <laughs> anyway, never mind. Uh, but rest in peace, Paul Daniels, childhood hero of mine, he used to have one of the magic sets, yeah, which sadly that. never came with a real rabbit, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you're going to get bit by him, it's probably the best thing, isn't it? So, Depends uh, what kind of rabbit it is. <laughs> next one then, uh, number seven, so what, what have we got right at the minute? Uh, four out of seven. Four out of seven. So we're on to seven now so it must be four out of oh, six, six yeah. so morrissey so stay uh, so okay morrissey what do you think uh well morrissey again i think said with um chris martin vegan vegetarian i don't think an animal would ever want to do anything to harm him but at the same time does music stuff so i would say that he is tinnitus the answer the answer is oh <laughs> Yes, he sustained a dog bite in 2011. Uh, He's famously an animal lover, but probably not on that occasion. Yeah, he got a dog bite in 2011. Never mind. Uh, Next one then, Will I Am. Will I Am. Um, Not to be confused with just William. or or Prince William or anyone like that. Um, I suppose, I I actually asked, I saw Will I Am once and asked him whether or not he'd actually been bitten by an animal and he said well you know if you take a pineapple and then you put that pineapple inside a carton of milk and then you walk through and I'm like this and I wear my glasses and I walk through and I saw a knife and I thought what am I doing here because I've got Tom Jones next to me and then if I've got Tom Jones next to me I think why am I looking at a microwave if I'm looking at a microwave I can't think there's no point in having a clock on the wall because I'm Will I Am 
So that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but if you've ever watched him on The Voice... Did you manage to find out if he'd got tinnitus or, te- or, or been bitten by an animal of any sort? No, but it rambled on for about 10 minutes. So talking <laughs> a load of sense. Yeah, no sense whatsoever. Uh, but I'd say another singer, so I'm going to say he has got tinnitus. Yes, you will be correct. He has. He suffers from tinnitus. Apparently, the sounds he suffers from, and you mentioned this, are Tom Jones songs in his head. Uh, so, but considering he, he sits near Tom Jones on The Voice, so sits with him, works with him quite a lot, I suppose it's not unusual, is it? So. <laughs> on to the next one, then. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Um, it has... I, I would have thought that he probably has had tinnitus, and it has just got worse and worse and worse. It has just been like a rolling stone and carried on. Um <laughs> He did. Did he do a song called "Blowing in the Wind"? He did. Yes. Yeah, so that maybe might, that's what he was hearing. Could could well be that. Uh, so again, another musician. I would have thought that oh, that said actually also is a bit of a, was a bit of a hippie and so around the 1960s, wasn't he? But nonetheless, musician. I'm going to say no, no. I'm going to say I'm going to say tetanus. Are you really okay? Not tinnitus. Oh. No, tinnitus he has, yeah, he suffers it from as well. So just like you were saying, uh, often hears sort of tumbling, rough, clattering sort of noises. That's just his music, surely. Like a rolling stone, <laughs> yeah. there you go, like you've already done that one. But anyway, on to number 10 then. Uh, what have you got right so far? Um, I think I've got, I've got five out of nine so far. Yeah, so you've got, you know, a chance to half get marks. more. Yeah, a chance to get more than half. That would get you a pass normally in most uh, most yep. examinations these days. That's better than Monkey could do, so. <laughs> uh, next then, Shane Warne. Shane Warne. So, Shane Warne, cricket player. Uh, I thought I'd pick this one just for you because you're a cricket yep. fan. Um, I, it's, it's a bit of a controversial character, I think, Shane Warne. Probably lived his life quite well as a as a younger player. Not, uh, not unfamiliar with controversy. I imagine that Shane Warne could possibly have gone out surfing as a young lad and been bitten by a shark or something. Actually, probably not quite that, but I, I imagine he could have feasibly done something that could have led to him having tetanus-related incident. So you're going to go with that then? Yeah. Okay, here we go. There you go. So you've finished with six out of ten, so not bad at all. Yeah, Shane Warne uh, was bitten by a snake on the Australian version of I'm a Celebrity. Don't worry, though. He was okay, made a swift recovery, uh, and so did Shane Warne, uh, as well as the (laughs) snake. Um, Although it's probably not the only time Shane Warne has indulged in a snake bite. Hey. There we go. Was he unfortunately bitten in the googlies? <laughs> no, but there you go. So, well, six out of ten, there's a celebrities there with titiness. Uh, or, or I keep saying titiness, which is probably something completely, some, something else. <laughs> something that Donald Trump might have got, I don't know. But anyway, we'll move on to the next part of the show. Which is uh, our final part of the show. We've come to the end, haven't we? Uh, we have. The end of the series. How's the tea done? Um, <laughs> it's, it's not actually that bad. It's just the fact there's like floating lumps in it. which looks it, like is, some... it is like drinking a pot puree, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it is, yes. It's, and it's like sort of a really low quality minestrone soup almost. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, so on to our social media update. Anything to update, Fisher? Sure we did a few polls and We did some like polls. That. We did a poll about Leeds United logo. I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, Leeds United released a logo. They did a consultation with various people who'd basically never watched a game of football in their entire life and certainly had no idea who Leeds were. And they did a consultation as to whether or not um, the new logo, or what kind of logo would you like for your team that best depicts what Leeds United's all about? Um and they decided against the obvious one, which was some football fans fighting in the street or something like that. Uh, and they decided to basically put some kind of bizarre logo, which looked like someone holding their chest and kind of covering over where a logo would be. 
It's yeah. sort of... I think it's the thing that they do when they go Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. They sort of thump the chest a little bit. I think that's where it came from. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good job they didn't just like have a thing up there saying, you know, we all like Leeds come or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but we, we put the poll out there. We said, uh, what do you think this badge is trying to show? Um, is it that the fans love the club, uh, which got 30%? Is it that you should jump up with your elbows up, which was like on the um, logo when he got the uh, arm across his chest with his elbows up? That got 5%. Was it I've lost my watch because there was no watch on his wrist and he was looking at his wrist? Uh, that got 25%. Or the winner with 57% is it's just taking the piss. <laughs> which is quite clear that it was designed by someone who clearly had never watched a game of football in their life and doesn't know anything about uh, sport and, and and fans and what they actually want. So there you go. There's our social media update then. Uh, you can tell us what you thought about any of that, including Leeds' badge if you really want to. You can tweet us at Waste of Web Space. Tell us what you thought of today. Tell us what you thought of the transfer news. What you think about tinnitus, tinnitus. I'm going to say it right one of these days. Uh, maybe you've got tinnitus, so you could tell us a bit more about it. Uh, teach us a little bit more. Or you've maybe got suggestions for future podcasts like Don't Do Anymore. That's yeah. <laughs> feel, feel free to get in touch and let us know. There's also our website, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. There's a Facebook page, Waste of Website, uh, Waste of web space loads of things you can have a look at there is you can follow us hopefully just on twitter though um hopefully we're going to try and get through to the end of the show and actually end it properly on this occasion uh, and that's pretty much it i think we'll be back for a third series uh, coming up either next week or the week after uh, we don't get any holiday between series yeah we did we did well we had a four-year one last time if you remember. that <laughs> we was did, quite yes. a long holiday uh, but we will be back uh, with episode 19 uh, very very shortly so we won't be going anywhere thank you very much for listening and we're going to say goodbye properly this time Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.